1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 19. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God, and if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, we'll join today by the amazing Brad Smith. As we continue through 1 Peter chapter 4, we are towards the end of the book. And Peter's continuing with this theme of suffering. And uh, today, getting more explicit with this you know, phrase, sharing in Christ's suffering. And it's this awesome portrait of resilience um, of groundedness and self-control and of uh, just benevolence uh, towards all people in all circumstances. So excited to dig into it. Brad, Absolutely. what are your thoughts on this passage? Well, First Peter, amazing, amazing book. Um, so mm-hmm. relevant for Absolutely. our day. Absolutely. And I know that in previous section, sessions discussing First Peter, you know, we've covered like this idea of, you know, the Christian church has always been a sense in exile, and you mm-hmm. have these people who are surrounded by belief systems mm-hmm. all around them that are not consistent with um, their Christian uh, viewpoint. So they're kind of like at the margins in that sense, since they're in this culture where they're living differently and trying to survive, you know, against, you know, with that culture. And the persecution is more not so much like in danger of death every day, like we see some of our brothers and sisters today in, in other places that are difficult, but more, they're just marginalized and it's not, uh, the viewpoints are considered maybe silly or not plausible in, mm-hmm. in many ways. So how, how do we live that way? So first Peter gives us such a great sort of practical way to think about that with, in a, with a New Testament church in, a, in times that are very similar uh, to ours. But uh, this passage, I guess, speaks to me this way it's like if you're coming to this passage looking for like an answer for like like why suffering happens you might be a little disappointed but it's an awesome passage to think about how we can have hope mm-hmm. and help walking with the lord in the midst of suffering and i think we need to be careful like i don't want to say that the, it's not like practical or, or or a good word for all kinds of suffering but I think sometimes if we we can we can miss the real emphasis of the passage, it's 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 suffering as a Christian that Peter seems to be getting at. Like mm-hmm. because we are Christians, there are certain things distinctive about us and our you know what we are called to believe and live out that will cause suffering and uh, in our lives. And again, I don't want to say it, it doesn't apply to the other kinds of suffering that we will see through just being in a sinful world. Mm the brokenness of that in systems and like natural disasters and those things, but it's, it, or, or even from our own sins, like we can suffer. It's not, it's really speaking to as a Christian, you know, what mm-hmm. do we, what will we encounter? And we, and he presents it as the norm. Mm. Like, don't be surprised at the fiery trial. Yeah. Like 
So I like Peter's directness here. He's saying, you will suffer. Following mm-hmm. Jesus, this will happen, and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just start with that just to, you know, I'm sure, Will, you have some no, <laughs> follow-ons I, there. That, I totally that's just agree. kind of a overriding, you know, I think, what I see here. But Yeah, I love mm-hmm. the candor, mm-hmm. you know, Peter's candor, and just, you know, sort of the straight-faced uh, practicality of, you know, this whole mm-hmm. this whole approach of, don't be surprised. And, you know, Peter is drawing straight from the teachings of Jesus, um, you know, his, his Lord and the, the man who he followed, uh, in his life, um, in bodily form. And so, you know, there's, there's so much teachings of Christ. Like I, I just think of John 16, like that whole, uh, high priestly prayer and, and Jesus is like sort of final discourse to his disciples and he offers some amazing, amazing words of comfort. Mm-hmm. It's where he promises the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, it's all these awesome moments like, you know, I, I now call you my friends. Just very warm mm-hmm. moments. But also Jesus foretells some really harsh opposition that his disciples will face. And it's kind of grim in some ways. But I think one of the most key verses to understanding uh, Peter's approach to suffering in today's passage is actually if we go back a few days to 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, 1 Peter two sixteen, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover up for evil, but living as servants of God. And, you know, I mean, this can sort of even be like low hanging fruit. But I think that when I think of First Peter 4 and this whole idea of don't be surprised, um, to me, there's this idea of, as Americans, obviously I think this passage reads totally different into the context of our brothers and sisters who are in Muslim contexts or uh, China or whatever. And so they, th- this passage translates different culturally. Yeah. But... I think what we are seeing as we've seen a cultural shift where American culture has drifted away from Judeo-Christian values to secular values, as Dees often talks about, the church has been really surprised, you know, and I think most of us uh, who are my age have probably come out of churches where the preaching from the pulpit was very surprised to find opposition growing in the world. And I think Peter would say, don't and i think also a lot of us have grown out of context that react super uh i guess just harshly dogmatically maybe even like violently or in this fiery way against uh you know the the growing opposition in the outside world and the the ramifications of that politically and culturally and whatever and you know, of course, we do live in a democracy. We do have a voice. And so it's not wrong to speak into these matters as Christians. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the whole caveat that Peter weaves in throughout the book of gentleness and respect and like dignity has sort of been sacrificed at some times. Yeah. And I think the key to not getting sucked into that is realizing your freedom is not at stake. Your freedom is not and will not be at stake and that 
you know, you can honor the emperor. You can do good in the face of evil. And this is really what Peter's commending people towards is mm -hmm. continuing to persevere as yeah. a Christian, continuing to do good in the face of evil. And you can do that because your freedom is not at stake because you are a citizen of heaven and this earth is not your home. And that this little blip on the face of eternity uh, will soon yeah. be passed. And so, you know, I think that the whole framework that Peter lays out uh, throughout this letter leads us to today where it's like, okay, so we can face, you know, opposition and we can be asked to like comply to crazy things or, or be ridiculed at work or whatever yeah. and not be like, yeah. what? So I don't know. Right. Sorry, not to go off. No, on you're good. But good. what do you, what do you think about well, that, Brad? Yeah, I, I think what you see today, I think you kind of got at this is like, it seems like the, there's this almost like internal like battleground. I don't, that may be a strong word, maybe not between in the, within people who believe the same like core gospel truth. Yeah, like it's, totally. It seems to be happening in, in the sense of how we engage culture. I know we've been talking at our church, Christ Coven, a lot about that. Um, mm -hmm. This idea of maybe as, as, as Will said, we are, if we're surprised, then we might want to fight back in a way that, we could lose some of the way Christ would want us to, to approach that. Mm. And so I think there's this, the, the challenge, and this is not easy. We can say and, you know, talk here about how we should apply this passage, but it, it's not easy. We're being faced with yeah. lots of cultural change where it's not that we're things that we grew up with some of us. And even in pockets of America today, it's still considered very plausible. Like being a Christian is actually a very admirable uh, thing. And the other place is almost like if you believe and carry out the Christian faith and walk in accordance with things that have, we've always thought to be true. It's almost now considered evil. Yeah, you and so how we react thought. to that is, is not, it's not easy. Yeah. And so we want to stay true to those things that are eternal. And I, I just think sometimes we got to be careful. We don't overreact and just kind of play the short game mm. and, and, we, and maybe focus more on the, the long game, because at the end of the day, you know, the God's word is going to be, true forever and and if, if these principles are true then mm -hmm. these other things may come and go and and i don't know it's not an easy balance we are called to engage and mm -hmm. confront with truth but we have to be yeah you know not in a way that compromises people seeing that we're different and and, and the lord does use that also to speak to people and so mm -hmm. we need to be faithful i think to just be aware of that it's hard i mean it, it really is difficult yeah. I love the verse 19, though. It's kind of the end of this passage. I think it's a great, like, almost like, you can almost use this as, like, the summary passage of First Peter, I think. Mm. It's one of those that summarizes, I think, what Will said earlier yeah. about so far in the book and where it is now. It says, therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will, you know, being a Christian, there will be this suffering, entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. I think that's just a great, like, summary so of, of where this book is has gone and, and we'll go as, as, the, as we finish mm -hmm. uh, talking about this. But. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I do just want to reinforce, I guess, what I was saying with mm -hmm. a caveat of this is not to say, mm -hmm. you know, the whole like don't back, don't bite back principle is not to say that we're supposed to be spineless exactly. and like toothless yeah, exactly. no, and I, I never push back way, and just, you know, <laughs> shut up and dig it. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, 
scripture interpret scripture. Mm-hmm. I think of like Paul at Mars Hill and exactly. like we should be out in the world, mm-hmm. be being very bold, very clear about what we believe, very ready mm-hmm. as you know, yeah, we exactly. read just earlier in first Peter, always ready to make a defense for our hope. But it actually takes more spine and more strength and more willpower to do so without sacrificing, exactly. uh, you know, respect and gentleness and dignity towards the people who we are defending our faith from. So it's a high calling that we only could hope in the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit yeah. to be able to fulfill. Yeah, I think we just need to be people who are, and this book is about having our hope set on the resurrection and the hope mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. that we will. Be. And so there is a long game approach in this book. Like the, the hope that, that the, this church has here and that can be ours is, mm-hmm. is based on a promise of something that we will all partake of and that will not be fully fulfilled here. And so, absolutely, but we can rest while we're living here. And so I just think we have to keep that in mind that God is works over the, a longer period of time than many of us, <laughs> would desire <laughs> Amen. Amen. yeah well for brad smith this is will carlisle and first peter continues to be really great and really thought-provoking and we'll see you tomorrow as we continue through it on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm i'm jason dees one of the pastors of christ covenant and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on god's word If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.